Yeah, but how are you going to do all your touchy-touchy on that thing? Hello and welcome to episode number 69, dude. Wow, magic number. Now, is Elon Musk sponsoring us or what? Yeah, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Actually, today it's a Dale in Australia. No. Oh. It'll be a short donation segment. It's but tomorrow for one. them already, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think so. Yeah. He, you know, he would think he could let us know what's going on before it happens so that mm. way we could be prepared. You would think so. You know, do a little stock manipulation. Hey, speaking of tomorrow, uh, so last night I updated the BIOS on the motherboard. That is always a fun thing to do. So just FYI, if something breaks, that's what's to blame. If something breaks when? Today? While we're recording. If something goes poof? Yeah, because, you know, it's a new BIOS, theoretically better than the old BIOS. I've never, but, you know, again, I'm going to like really hard knock, but now this is a, uh, an Apple device or is this a, uh, no, no Apple devices don't have bios. I was going to say that you would thought you were using the, uh, the Mac no. mini. No, I still haven't uh, moved the Moto to the Mac mini yet. I'm debating whether I want to. So I get it. And I've, again, I'm pounding on the very poor press board desk, at uh-huh. least with Dell which has been the desktops I've been using for like the last eight years or so. Uh-huh. The BIOS has never crashed. I remember having issues back with like an Asus motherboard back in the day. Well, this is an Asus motherboard. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> you never know. You never know. I mean, obviously, you know, the BIOS these days is very different than the old days. Like you actually use a mouse in BIOS these days. I know it's crazy. Oh, like, how does this even work? How does the mouse work before the computer even boots? You don't want to know. Um, but it didn't recognize the BIOS the first time I tried it. Had to redo it a couple of times, finally recognized it. Oh, and see, that's also not good. <laughs> if there's any issues with the updates, it's uh-huh. you kind of feel like, but this is the main thing. It's like, well, how do you recover from a bad BIOS flash? And sometimes you don't. Yeah. Well, that did I think there is some jumpers you can hotwire. Go in and zap it zap it zap the well zap cmos after doing the bios and uh but either way no it seems to be running um i've had a little stability issues and some games that i was hoping this will fix ah see you wanted to buy new spaceships well i'm gonna be doing that during the show because um are you buying or selling at at 11 i'm doing both i'm arbitrage (laughs) spaceship arbitrage that's my business comrade gene spaceships Buy, sell. Mm-hmm. Everything must go. Yeah, exactly. But this is unrelenting episode number 69. Yeah. And right in the middle of the episode, the uh, Invictus event starts. What is that? Which is on GMT time. Invictus in Star Citizen is a once a year military celebration, kind of like Fourth of July. <laughs> and you're actually doing a show? I mean, I thought you would have been I, I up know, all right? night. It's, it's going to be amazing. We'll get to see whether uh, Clean Feed runs while I'm running the game at the same time. And I do notice every now and then you are hitting red in Clean Feed. So oh, you're, am I? You're, you're still a little hot, Gene. All right. Let me let me look at it on my end. And somebody's going to ISO that. Hey, Gene's really hot. 
<laughs> Believe me, no one's going to answer that. Nobody's, you know, that may be the case. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ISOing right. anything. Don't ISO anything. You do not have the rights to ISO anything from this show. Yes, the, all, all copyrights are trademarked. Yes, this is the Seinfeld of podcasting. Well, exactly. And we don't want to get sued by somebody, so. Well, certainly not Jerry. He's got <laughs> Jerry more lawyer money. money. <laughs> I know, right? He's got more lawyer money than we do. Oh, uh, he does indeed. Um, well, I'm looking at the microphone itself and that's looking pretty good. So I wonder if I'm pumping it up just a little bit too much in the, in your mojo. Oh, I, okay. Okay. I think I know why you're pumping the wattage. Let me, uh, let me turn this. I'm, I'm plus four dog biscuits right now. See, we're trying to get, let me go to plus two dog biscuits. We're trying to bring here. There we go. So now this should not be going in the red anymore. We listen to test, 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 test. Yeah, we're good. We listen to no agenda and we're like, hey, we want to sound just as good, if not better. That's mm-hmm. the goal. Especially for if live we use shows. better audio gear, but yes. Well, you use the same microphone. Although now yeah. he, Adam is yeah, not but using Adam the Motu anymore. He, he's, he's not on the mic or, nor the Motu anymore. So he didn't go like back. I, said, I thought he went back to the, uh, the electro voice. I think he dumped uh, the, uh, the the square microphone that Beck uses, the Lewitt. I no, think he, he did, that. but I, th- I thought he was using a, um, a Roadcaster's new new mic now. Really? I didn't hear that. Why would the you Rode, use Roadcaster when you got the Electra voice? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know what he's doing. Day to day. You should go over there and teach him about audio. You know, I've been meaning to go over there for a long time, like a year. And we just can't seem to get our dates together because when he was available, I was doing, I I had my out-of-state trips happening, which I need to do another one soon. I need to go down to Mexico. I hear he has a, he put an app on your phone. So if you get within a mile of his house, all the uh lights turn off and (laughs) all the shades drop. Uh uh It's the uh, cheat app. It's, it's the, uh, yeah, it's made by Amazon. It's part of the ring network. Uh It's that you can designate somebody when they approach to, automatically have the house be nobody's home oh that people would pay big money for that mm-hmm. yeah just make it look like nobody's there uh-huh and then exactly. don't let them walk into your front door with one of those uh i still don't understand why people would put a lock on their main door mm-hmm. that has the numeric keypads mm. like do not put a hackable device on your front door I mean, a key is a very hackable device. Really easy to hack. This is true. I mean, and when it comes down to it, most doors, I mean, I've got a, uh, I mean, I'm six, six with a size 15 shoe. A good kick will bring most doors in. Well, yeah. I mean, that will obviously as well, but I don't know that a electronic button pushing device that doesn't have Bluetooth or Wi-Fi is well, it's less gotta have Wi-Fi. But you're right about that. I mean, you are right. All these new yeah. devices, though, do indeed have Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. If you take yeah. those things away, you're right. I don't think but, it's that bad. But there's still an issue there. I mean, like, even if you have a Wi-Fi lock, which I have one of those, um, it's not the batteries are dead, so don't get any ideas. So it's a lot harder to get in the house. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got Wi-Fi that doesn't work. Um, and I've got another one that has Bluetooth, which also doesn't work because I don't swap batteries often enough um but for 
for the Wi-Fi one, I think that it's unless there's a known uh, security hole in it, which there which always would, is, it seems, which they would plug through. Well, but it's not like it's running an OS, you know, it's running something super basic, like the the commercial equivalent of an Arduino in the lock. Basically, it can connect on Wi-Fi and then uh, it's got a certificate so it can only talk in an encrypted channel and that's it. There's not much you can do there. Well, the problem is people get lazy and they set it up for things like, oh, well, with the Bluetooth, when mm-hmm. my phone pings it, it'll automatically open when I get within, you know, five right. feet. Yeah, I think my mine <clears throat> had that option. I don't think I turned it on. Because then all somebody needs to do is get that signal that your phone is putting out and then mm-hmm. recreate it. Yeah. Exploits are fun. They, well. Depends which side of the exploit you're on. Well, this is true. This yeah. is true. Speaking of exploits, um, what's going on with your girl? With T Swizzle? Yeah, apparently she's dating a, a Nazi or something. Kind of I super follow, racist. Which is something I follow zero of. I have never followed. Uh-huh. I couldn't even tell you. I mean, besides, I think she dated Jake Gyllenhaal at some point. Otherwise, I couldn't tell you any of her other boyfriends. If it's not me, I don't care. That's, uh, that's I see. I see. That's how that goes. Okay. Kind of where I'm on the list, and I don't know. I mean, it's huh. funny watching the uh, the Taylor Swift fans because I'm part of a few Taylor Swift Facebook groups on the merchandising I side. Uh huh. And there are people that just lose their minds, and it's funny. It's like, why are you worried about who somebody else is dating? I mean, I guess this right. is not something that's new. This is all a. Uh, a voyeuristic thing going on in our society. Mm. It's like, I don't know why anybody cares who your favorite rock stars, actors, actresses are dating. I just never understood the reason behind that. Why anybody. Yeah. Would care. People like drama. They like, you know, following people's personal lives. I guess. I mean, I saw some of the things like, Oh, you know, I, the funniest thing were the people that are, totally sure that mm-hmm. taylor swift is a lesbian which oh, maybe I, she I, is i don't care <laughs> yeah but it's like this is oh well all of a sudden this is why she's jumping from the one guy into the other guy immediately mm-hmm. and it's like again she's been married for a decade now to a woman that could be i've never mm-hmm. seen the marriage certificate but i mean it wouldn't well necessarily you don't, you don't care me. that's you don't I'm not surprised you haven't seen it because you're not following that stuff. It's just in the Russian underground. Is that where I should be uh, <laughs> watching these no. things? I'm uh, sure there's a uh, good information out there somewhere, but it just does not. Interest yeah, just go me. to Yandex.ru and do a search. Okay. I'll find everything I need to know right there. <laughs> uh-huh. Perfect. The Russian information is the best information. Yes. It's the only information that's allowed. Or the Chinese information, you mix those two together. Well, I mean, the Chinese information you can read in American newspapers. That's not that hard. But with the uh, the tea swizzle, the prices on her stuff not coming down. There were people hoping, I think, like, oh, wow, she's dating a Nazi. Would you like to sell me that for like half the price now? Because yeah, exactly. nobody wants to. Uh, I saw a guy on, I mean, again, maybe misgendering on eBay <laughs> with uh, at one point back maybe i'm guessing a decade ago maybe 10 years mm. ago or so peter max came out in oh, con- i remember yeah with taylor swift with three different 
posters that they released, mm-hmm. lithographs, they called them, mm-hmm. but they're basically glorified posters, as most lithographs are. They're expensive posters. Yes. And that was the one year for Christmas. My mother-in-law bought me one, and it was the only mm. thing I got from her that year, because I think it was like 200 250 uh-huh. bucks For a lithograph? Holy fuck. Yeah, and it's like, uh, you know, like 20 inches by 20 inches. Okay, well, it's decent size anyway. And uh, it was... It was it was under three hundred. It could have been anywhere if I'm remembering I like right. Max's stuff. Yeah, he does really cool stuff. And it was between you know like 150, 200 bucks, and so I only got one of the three. Well, these things are going for five to eight thousand dollars with regularity now. For the lithograph, yeah, that's fucked up. I saw one of the. Uh, how limited was the run? I'm not even sure they said how many hundreds or thousands were made. But I ran across one of these places and I know these places are scams and they always have been that sell like the autograph sports memorabilia. We used to have one in the mall here when malls were still a thing Mm -hmm. that, you know, hey, okay, if you want to buy a Derek Jeter autograph, you know, on the free market, if you go to a card show, you go to somebody direct a collector, you could buy it for 200 bucks. Well, of course, you know, then it's a thousand dollars at one of these places. Mm hmm. They had the lithograph that I've got for $16,000 and they were like, stock is low. They're like, holy crap, people are crazy. Because I was looking for a matching one. I don't need them because they released them in autographed and non-autographed versions. The autographed versions had Taylor's autograph and Peter Max that were hand signed. Mm -hmm. So, of course, those are the ones that are going for big bucks. But there's like an asshole on eBay now. Who's got one listed for $2,000? Oh, price to sell. And I look at it and it's like, it's not autographed. Mm. Although he's listed it in the autographed section of eBay and it's listed as autograph rock and roll or something like that original autograph for 2000 bucks. And I messaged him like, uh, you know, it's not autographed and mm. it has not been taken down. And I'm wondering, it's like, you do realize, I said to my wife, I'm like, if I just had. You know, an extra, if I was Elon Musk, if I had enough money sitting in the bank, I would just harass this guy and order it, get it, and then immediately go, not autographed. eBay will give me my money back and you will have to have it shipped back to your house yourself Mm -hmm. because you are lying, you freaking scammer. Can't trust the scammers. No. So I'm going to keep looking for one. I don't need it to be autographed. The wife wanted one because we've got it up now on the wall, nicely framed. And it's like, well, the other little area, because it's. That's um, another scam. Yeah, I know. Having framing a wife. is 80% profit margin. What is? Framing. Oh, there's no question about it. Yeah. Oh, you, th- oh, you thought I was talking about marriage. Yeah, no, I'm I talking th- about framing. <laughs> well, they're both a scam. <laughs> Professionally framed. Uh, and uh, yeah. And then it's, oh, yeah. The, yeah. And I know it's the, because all these framers know they're the only things in town, unless you're able to do it yourself, mm-hmm. which you were able to. Yeah. I mean, I still have probably a thousand bucks worth of framing supplies that well then that's like nothing because it's uh you know what well, do you want the regular glass <laughs> well no no no, no, no. you misunderstand a thousand bucks of framing supplies is ten thousand dollars worth of framed pictures right oh, right your retail that's uh-huh. uh yeah you're it's, talking it's wholesale 10 to 1 buddy uh-huh and uh we put the lithograph up a lithograph up on the one side of the fireplace because we got you know it's an older house so it's a brick fireplace And then there's a wall to the left and a wall to the right. And on the left now, we have this 
that is framed on the wall. And my wife's like, well, it'd be nice to have one on the other side too, to Mm -hmm. even it out. It's like, yeah, if I had again, unlimited funds, I'm sure I'd buy one of the $5,000 autographed ones. But at this point I'd be happy just finding uh, an unautographed one for a couple hundred bucks and, and at least even those things out. But the scammers are everywhere. And it's hilarious to me what people think will defeat the scammers the people in the taylor swift groups and i've seen this in other groups that you know sports autographs and all that make them make them write today's date and their name or your name on a piece of paper and put it on top of the item exactly and i'm like have you fuckers never heard of photoshop go and get a picture of today's newspaper Uh hold it up Uh but they don't print those anymore but have you heard of photoshop i can put anything on a piece of paper I can grab anybody else's photo. Mm-hmm. Now, the best thing you could do if you're spending money would be to make somebody get on a video call, which still is not perfect. But if you're doing like a FaceTime call or a Zoom call and they can prove at least that they have the merchandise, I don't know how you make in that can uh, how that makes it that they will sh- assuredly send you the merchandise. <laughs> But it's so weird. And here I am selling electronic spaceships. Yes. Virtual spaceships are sending me money. I know. Well, I mean, I, there was a guy again for my dad because he had these tickets and the stuff from the Michael Jordan era, the Jordan baseball era. I had them sitting on eBay for a long time. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't care. I'm just letting them sit there. And a guy came to me and he's like, Hmm, you know, uh, we, we can go off of eBay because, you know, mm-hmm. eBay charges a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy that's been selling on eBay for a long time. Mm-hmm. And at first I'm like, yeah, I didn't really understand him all that. Well, now I realize from looking him up, he's a, uh, like a 70 year old dude. And mm-hmm. he wrote, you know, he's kind of like the uh, Gene Nevtuliev back in the nineties. He had a book published on mm-hmm. Jordan collectibles. No. Oh. So once I saw those names match, it's like, I felt a lot more. Uh, Trusting. <laughs> yes. I don't know why he did. Because mm-hmm. he sent uh, he sent quite a bit of money mm-hmm. via PayPal, not uh, goods and mm-hmm. services, via the PayPal friends and family. Which, yeah, as anybody knows, once you do that, yeah, you're, you're, you're done. Yeah, it doesn't come <clears throat> back. No, yeah, no refund. So the one thing though is, have you? I don't know if this has been the case for a while, but I just realized recently because I had to pay, send somebody money. Uh, PayPal will not even give you the selection of whether something is personal or yes. whether it's business for the business accounts. And not even, um, I think it may be if you've even, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I think it could also be if you've sent somebody something goods and services in the past, it may oh, force for sure that. if it's an account tied to eBay. Right. I would assume that because yeah, I noticed because, that with my buddy that runs the record shop, if uh-huh. I pay him on PayPal, it yeah. will not let me choose friends yep. and family to yep. save yep. him the, uh, exactly. Cause I, I've got, luckily I was smart enough to do set up both accounts like a decade ago. So I've kept one purely for friends and family and one for anything business related. And th- that way I can still do the, uh, the free money transfer but they're really trying to get out of that whole thing like they don't want to be in that business anymore they just want to be a credit card processor that's where the easy money is i guess <clears throat> well and it sounds like musk wants to take over that business on uh, twitter 
Well, he's he trying to, to monetize send money, it. friends yeah. and family through Twitter, which makes sense. I mean, that has been the the thought process is that he wants to monetize Twitter, but not in the way. Yeah. Pre Musk, Twitter was thinking advertising. Now he right. is, I think, thinking, well, a bank with messages involved. Uh huh. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a horrible idea. Which, you know, I mean, it's not all that different than sending, sending Satoshis with a message. No. And the fact that he is opening up this platform for people to make money. And I don't know. I mean, Tucker Carlson, that's a no brainer. I don't know about people though, like our buddy CSB. Yeah. I'm running into a bunch more people that are like, well, subscribe to me for $3 a month. Yeah. Who's doing that? And it depends on what content it is, but how do you well, know yeah, what the content exactly. is? Exactly. Depends on what content it is. Uh-huh. The the um so since I had to restart my account, I'm not up to a thousand people on Twitter yet, but apparently that's all it, it takes is as long anybody that's over a thousand people and is a Twitter blue, uh, you can now start to put up videos and charge money. Which I can do now. I, I attached yeah. the correct phone number. Okay, there you go. They liked it. I don't know why the open AI fucktards wouldn't take the phone number. <laughs> and it's like n- never got anything back uh, from their support. And that's been a couple of weeks now. It's like this dude, is they, a- they've had a million people register. Yeah. I mean, they like anything they can do to refuse a new person. They're like, we don't want you. Right. Good. Yeah. And I mean, I've noticed with all of this uh, stuff and I'm assuming it'll come down at some point. But the cost to use this AI, they're finally realizing you need to charge people. It's all 20 bucks a month. Almost every AI based service is 20 bucks a month right now. But there are limits to that. You know, meaning it's like I've got a bunch of text that I want to convert to if you're using the AI voice synthesis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't do like 20 books worth in a month. It's like you've got. I mean, you could cost you a lot more than 20 bucks but yeah. right you're right that's it you just need to keep adding more and i was really interested when it comes to the fiction writing pseudo you don't need to do that dude you can if all you're trying to do is voice just use the free one that that uh, google has you well or, right i mean or microsoft ways. microsoft got one too though yes oh no there are there are definitely situations and uh software out there yeah. that can do very similar <laughs> things and for, i've just been doing siri reading books for like a decade now that's hilarious any any actual book i buy on kindle is just read by siri which again that's all built in one mm-hmm. it's one in place every apple device yes but to be fair if you're putting something together for a commercial release you oh yeah yeah if you want to have something read that you're going to sell yeah and the voices it's not the voice themselves, even though the voices sound good, Siri sounds very realistic. My Siri uh, in my uh, my Apple Watch, I always want to call it an iWatch. Yeah. But I converted it to uh, sound Irish. So I, that's a little bit more Oh, soothing. I use the British one. See? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't want the freaking American accent. Well, no, no because, because I grew up watching BBC television and, you know, David Attenborough and all these guys and watching all the cool animals that people are all scared of for some reason i i love putting animal videos as a total tangent into no agenda social because no matter what kind of animal video i upload or i put a link to 
there's yeah. bound to be at least one person and often more than one that's like, oh, just wait, he'll get killed. Like literally everybody thinks that the person in the video is going to get killed by the animal. <laughs> so this is like you people have never been outdoors, have you? <laughs> Not without highly uh, trained snipers with them. I mean, dude, you know, if you raise a baby lion from scratch, it's it's basically a house cat. Until it's really hungry one day. Scientifically speaking. Yeah. But what the AI brings to the reading of the material and which is getting better is yeah. actually bringing the somewhat correct inflections when it's exciting <clears throat> or if yeah. it's a question. And, and raising and lowering pitch and accelerating and slowing down speech. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't sound completely like the Monotonous. Uh, the robotic yeah voice that you get quite a lot well that was the problem in i mean we've had voice synthesis since the 80s literally uh the, oh, yeah. the original voice sounded kind of like uh what's his face the physicist guy exactly like uh the guy in the wheelchair yeah. that died a little this is a i can't remember my name in him yeah that guy <laughs> and uh even hawking hawking yes yeah. yes brilliant man brilliant man um so it's been around, it, but it has been very monotonous because there was essentially they were coding what sound does the letter make? And then the next step was what sound does the letter make next to one other letter? And you, you really need to go well beyond that. Like I think the next uh, iteration of that was and actually a full dictionary's worth of words. So about 8,000 words properly pronounced but then only one version of each word. And now with the AI, what you're getting is more similar to what humans communicate like, which is each word can have a multitude of pronunciations depending right. on how it's used. And also just the temperament of the person at the time. Right. Because if you notice, you can't just go. If you've recorded a podcast and you messed up mm -hmm. one word, you can't just go grab yourself saying that word and put it in there and it sounds seamless. Yeah. Well, you can kind of do that with the script. Well, yeah. Well, by, that because by having the script read. Yeah. It'll, it'll have the AI read, recreate the word for you. And you are hitting a little bit into the red again. You, you are oh, just geez. hot today, Gene. Fucking Christ. Okay. I'll, I'll drop it on my end. Don't you are just care. hot. I'll just go down to like. But I am really intrigued because I know I need yeah. to write the next great no agenda novel. Oh, do you? And there's a, I mean, I'm just guessing it would pay better than podcasting. I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> I want to try and find out. <laughs> there is a, uh, an AI writing tool, which I don't know. When did you go from writing tool to just an AI that's writing everything for you? We're getting yeah. onto well, that line. <clears throat> I think you just need to ask college students that question. Yes. Well, yeah, because they're never going to write anything ever again. There is an AI. I can't remember what it's called. That is a, you pay money for it. That is specifically tailored to writing college essays. Oh, I could believe that. Well, that's their market. That's what they sell to. It's like, look, here's what the laws are. Here's what you need to know. We're just giving it to you. You do whatever you want with it. Well, and but, that's what a um, lot of these services are, is they're taking yeah, chat GPT. Yeah. And they're putting a skin on it. They're doing their prompts and they're, yeah. and I don't even understand how that works, but they but finagle not, it. I mean, 
there's a lot more than just chat GPT at this point. Yes. That's just the biggest, most well-known one out there. And uh, well, certainly one that's getting uh, updated very regularly. So yeah, I've been playing with Claude, which is fantastic and still free mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from Anthropic. But there is a service that pseudo right. I covered <clears throat> it on random thoughts a while ago, mm-hmm. and we've talked about it. They have just introduced a brand new interface which watching a few of the demos is absolutely amazing because there's a couple of boxes. One is mm. labeled something like brain dump. So mm. any ideas you have for the story, you just put it in there. They don't have to be organized. It could be setting. It could be plot points. It could be characters. Then you tell it what kind of style to write in and it just starts generating the outline for you of course you can go in and edit it and then there's a box Mm. for characters so you go in and you give it the characters that you want in the story with their descriptions Mm. and it will add characters if it thinks it needs it uh and it kind of goes step by step in building the story because there's one thing the ais are not yet quite good at and that is writing anything long form because their memory is very short Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The ability to write something long, well, it'll forget. It won't have the continuity because it doesn't know what happened in the previous chapter. So then this thing gets broken down into chapters. And in each chapter, you have to give it the beats, which means, and they're like, well, every two beats are processed together. So you have to, again, make sure there's a connection and you can't assume that way down the line, it's going to remember what happened before. So you have to Mm -hmm. be very specific. Mm -hmm. The ability for this to give you a basic story, fantastic. But where it kind of fails for me is their $25 a month plan, which is paid annually, which, as you said, everything costs about that, Uh gives you 90,000 words a month. Yeah. In this new thing, they are kind of touting the fact that, well, you can have a whole first draft in two days. It's like, Okay, so you're then done with your 90,000 words Mm -hmm. in two days. And they offer additional word packs, but they don't mention what that costs. I'm like, before I'm going to subscribe to something, you need to tell me if I want to buy an extra 100,000 words, what's that going to be? 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 1,000 bucks? What do you got? Yeah. It's always concerning when they don't release The, it, I, the I wouldn't use anything for a book today. Uh, we're advancing things so quickly that literally the issue you brought up, which is if it writes more than a few pages, it starts to forget what it wrote previously. Correct. Yeah. That'll be solved in less than a year. Oh, no, or, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's not close. even a solution thing. It'll just go from, you know, remembering 15, 20 pages to remembering 15, 20,000 pages. At right. A time. And that was the latest thing with this Claude. It can remember yeah. like 70,000 words, which is okay. pretty much novel length. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think 50K is starting to be a novel. Um, so it's that's it, it's only going to keep improving. That's the one thing that I I have to wholeheartedly agree with uh, the YouTubers out there that talk about AI, which is a fairly consistent theme is the where we are with this is literally like the first year of web pages. Oh God. What remember you see those? in that, I remember very distinctly. Yes. I remember seeing those in, in the uh, Netscape. 
Yes. Netscape Navigator. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that was the first one. And like one, I told this before, one of my pastimes, if you will, uh, during that point in time, during uh, which were in the early 90s, was to go to the to the Netscape homepage, which would have a list, literally a text list of all the new websites <laughs> on the internet for that day. Good times. And it would usually right? be about 15, 20. And I could literally go and check out every single new website that came online. There was a point it, you had read everything on hours. the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been to the entire internet back in the early nineties. <laughs> like that's how connected I was. And obviously as things uh, started accelerating, it was uh, nonlinear. It was very much logarithmic. So things got to a ridiculous pace pretty quickly, but there are probably more YouTube videos uploaded in one second today than there were the number of pages on the internet back, uh, back in probably what? 91. Yeah. That would make sense Mm -hmm. because it's a lot of content. Yeah. And some of that stuff was very boring and very, you know, researchy, but there were certainly some, the, the, some of the earliest stuff I remember was Star Trek related. Cause they like, well, the fan fiction was happening. Doesn't matter how big of a group you have. There's always going to be at least one Star Trek nerd. <laughs> well, at least yes, at least, or that's a Star Wars and then they fight uh, less so on the Star Wars. Um, I think now that Disney's got it and it, they've completely ruined it, massacred it into God knows what, it's probably going to have a lot more people growing up with it though. But back then, like Star Trek was. Uh, you know, it was current because the next generation, it was historical because the original Trek and there hasn't been a star Wars movie, um, in the, like after the, the return of the Jedi. Oh, right. That was, that was, that was the last star Wars movie. So star Wars was not really that popular back then. Well, it should have stopped there. It, it did stop there. That's, that's as far as I'm concerned, that is the canon. The canon is three movies, the way it was written and intended, and not, not the reshoots of digital changes with the guns and everything that Lucas did later either. But the interesting thing with this writing, and I didn't know that uh, Justine Bateman, you know, Mallory from Family Ties. I really liked her. Back on Family Ties? Back. In that like era when she was 30 and under. Yes. Right. When she was cute. She was, she had an attitude and she was attractive. She was adorable. She is now a computer scientist. What? Yeah. I had no idea. She is not. <laughs> Look it up, dude. Go to your Russian misinformation site and, uh, and, and type her name. <laughs> Russian misinformation.com. Right. Oh, dude. If we don't, if that's not a real website, it has <sighs> to be before the show's over. Uh huh. But she was a writer, director, producer, and author. And it was listed that she was like some kind of uh, academic. Because I think you're wrong. She was the one that is talking about because of this whole writer's thing. She's one of the voices saying, you know, we really have to fight this using AI because once the studios are allowed to use AI, then they're going to have no use for writers. And 
it's an interesting conundrum to me because as you said, we know that school kids are using AI and the teachers. Holy shit, she looks old. <laughs> well, she is old. Holy, she looks like a grandmother. The, she may be, I mean, she's your age. So I'm looking at her now. She's younger than me. Holy shit. The, uh, you don't know who is using the AI. So if the studios are dumb enough and sorry, writers, I'm on the studio side on this one, because if Uh the studios are dumb enough to be like, well, we will sign a pledge that we will never use AI to produce content. Bullshit. Well, how do you know that the people you're paying to write aren't just going into AI? Oh, they are. Absolutely. They are. Yeah. So it's like, this is a scam, man. The, uh, but her point was the no. exact one I made. I think yeah. it was on this show. Maybe it was on Grumpy Old Ben's. It's hard to tell. You and Bemero uh-huh. sound so much alike. Uh-huh. That she's like, well, you could take all of the Family Ties episodes and and teach an AI and then just say, spit out a new season. And it can. It's like, well, yes. That's going to happen. I mean, it may not be perfect right now, but I don't think we are that far down the line. Yeah, I saw that picture earlier. She does not look like the same person. Yeah. I mean, you can kind yeah, of right? tell in the eyes. That's his hair. My hair is the same. Oh, yeah. Which again. And, uh, yeah, the big forehead and the big lips. But yeah, she looks like a grandma. Well, I mean, you're old enough to be a grandma. So. I'm, I'm almost old enough to be a great grandma. Great, great, great. Uh-huh. It says. Uh, Super. Now, this is Yahoo News, which, again, I don't know uh, how much uh, stake you put into Yahoo News. Where does it say uh, uh, Justine Bateman wrote? Where does it give her best known for playing Mallory Keaton on the 1980s sitcom mm-hmm. Family Ties? Has a degree in computer science and digital media management from UCLA. Okay, first of all from ucla well that just totally discounts you're like screw ucla yeah yeah, yeah. okay so uscla degree in computer science is like how to use computers on movie sets that's the uh that's how you get the piece of paper there yeah that is not a uh computer science school i mean i'm not saying it's mit or anything i'm i'm sure she got a degree in computer science by you know, reading books and answering questions and stuff, but I'm looking at her bio. There's nothing here that says she's actually done anything with computer science. She was an actress. I didn't say like she most did anything with actresses it. that eventually move on to something. She started producing and directing, but now she has a computer science degree and she's the voice of the, of the writing people, I guess. Fighting the against the, the man people. Yeah. The writers in the strike. Uh, yeah. They don't want well, people using AI. It's like, well, again, this is like when uh, motorized vehicles came out and the people that didn't want to stop using horses and buggies, like you can't stop it. There's, there's no going back. The ability is there. And yeah. while at this point you still need human interaction because the AI written stories, if you let it go on, for any length of time, you'll be able to tell it's an AI created story. But what the AI seems to do fairly well right now is little things in little chunks, which means, you know, oh, you want it to write the dialogue for a you know conversation that people are having in a book or a television show. Mm-hmm. It can get you 90 percent of the way there. It's not good at that. 
what it's much better at is organizing a multitude of characters and names and plot points. Like ultimately it's a database. Correct. So and the then AI you go in is and add all your it is, is a front it. end to a database. Like you could do AI without AI um, by writing uh, your own SQL queries into a massive database uh, with, I mean, I'm super simplifying it. Obviously there's a little more to than that, but, but I also don't want to pretend that AI is some magic fucking thing, which it's not uh, expert systems been around forever. I remember writing an expert system back in the early nineties because guess what? That's what I was doing back then. I was programming and uh, obviously the complexity and everything else has improved greatly, but it's, it's not, it's not a leap forward. This is a gradual evolution. Um, unlike quantum computing, which is absolutely a skip and a leap and a jump. And we're at the very early stage of that. The, uh, the whole uh, AI phenomenon that's happening right now. And it, it's definitely catching steam finally, which is great. I'm super happy about that. AI needs to replace humans sooner the better, but <laughs> at the same time, it's, it's not like, it didn't come out of the blue. It's not some magic thing. Which well, no, because lot, I think the way a does. lot of people treat it. Yeah. Nothing's immediately that it's become more usable for the average person because they put well, this is the same thing when you originally got, well, we're old. So when we originally got computers, kids, you would turn these things on, whether it was my TRS 80 color computer. Mm hmm. Or my Apple IIe, which granted was a much more powerful computer than the Trash mm -hmm. 80. Yeah. But you know what happened when you plugged in an Apple IIe and turned it on? You got a you blank got a screen and a prompt, right? <laughs> yeah. I just got those, one of those yesterday. So. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's it. That's, this was no big photo, yeah. you know, glorious background with all of your icons and all of your options. Right. Well, and, and to be fair, there are literally millions of Linux nerds that enjoy the prompt more than the graphics and prefer to have their computers come up with a prompt. When yes. Downloading. Because if you know what you're doing, you can do things much more efficiently with just a prompt. I have yet to see someone play games. Well, well, you can't play games, but for mm -hmm. the things most people use computers for, and then games. most people will make the argument well, it's way better to play games on a device that was created only to play games like yeah, your Xbox like my or, computer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, because your computer the problem with the Xbox. I tried it. I really did. I, you know, I used to play PC games back in the day. I had a $10,000 gaming computer back when I was playing competitively. And this is like early 2000s. Did you have gaming gloves? So you were. No, I did not have gaming gloves, but my, my computer, the cooling system for my computer was twice as big as the computer and it refrigerated the CPU running temperature to, uh, right around freezing. You so were one of was, those uh, guys. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, uh, it, it was doing very well in the, uh, speed competitions, but not, I didn't get like first or second place anywhere, but it was getting pretty damn close. It was a, a serious hobby that my wife absolutely hated me having. Well, it costs a lot more money than most hobbies. Mm, yeah. I mean, hookers cost a lot too. <laughs> well, uh, and again, if they don't take PayPal friends and go. family, Gene is not dealing with them. 
friends and family. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If you can't pay so, your hookers with friends and family, <laughs> you're not doing it right. That's right. Uh, but it was, um, you know, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And then eventually I just decided, okay, I need to like move on from this stuff. And, um, and, uh, I kind of did. And I, I really stopped playing video games for a few years altogether. And then I kind of got a hankering for it. Saw some ads or whatever, had friends who were playing and thought, okay, I'm, I'm just going to go cheap. I don't, I don't need to spend 10 grand on the computer. So I just got an Xbox 360, I guess would have been the model back then. Sure. Uh, and um, started just doing that. And while it was fun, I kept thinking back. It's like, man, 10 years earlier, I was playing games that looked more beautiful than what I'm getting on this thing. And it just because, you know, resolution and. Well, right. Well, for the longest time, those devices were yeah, only. It's, it's like a $400 do HD, that, right? right? They're HD. Yeah. They weren't ultra. They weren't 4K. They were. No. Most no. games were then, giving you a 720p if I think you were pulling it off a PlayStation yeah. or Xbox. And I, and I was playing, like before that, I was playing uh, 1600 by 1200. In fact, I still have two of those monitors sitting here looking at me. Neither one's been you. plugged in for over a decade, but they're too heavy to get rid of. <laughs> the good and old so days. they're just still screwed to my desk looking at me with a, a dead eye but there's there are 16 by 1200 monitors in the three four format size if you remember oh yeah and um well then you could just these, stack all those together too there well two of them are one on top of the other yeah they're stacked uh but the uh there were i mean these were like nice thousand dollar monitors back in the day uh Anyway, so I played on the the Xbox, then the Xbox One came out. I was like, oh, finally, we're going to get better quality. Not really. It was a little bit better. It took them a while to kind of wind up. And then there was some game, I can't remember what it was, that I ran into that wasn't out on Xbox. It was only out on PlayStation and PC. And I'm like, oh, yeah, those wars. I don't really want to get into the PlayStation versus Xbox thing. I don't need both of them running here. Why don't, and everything, no matter what the manufacturer is, they always make a PC version. So the PC is the unifier there. So I'm like, fine. Okay, I'm, st- I'm going to keep myself from spending money. I'm going to buy a gaming laptop so there's no opportunity to upgrade. See, that was my thought pattern. Because oh, right. I remember from the old days, from the 2000s, I remember how much I was upgrading and where the money was spent all the time, constantly. And so I got myself a gaming laptop. And that worked. I mean, I wasn't even playing all that much. It was just occasionally, um, I think Far Cry was probably the biggest game that I was enjoyed playing. Um, and then I dated a, a chick that was a YouTube streamer or a, a Twitch streamer. And like, first of all, the idea of a girl gamer was weird for me because back when I played, there were no <laughs> wow. girls in gaming. No, there were. You just didn't know. No, there really weren't. No, in the in the early two thousands, there were no girls in gaming whatsoever, and it was. Um, and I can tell this because when we were talking on voice to each other, uh, there was not, there was not a single female voice for years. And now they have voice changers, so you, they can get around that. But not back then. Uh, anyway, long story short, I had that PC. For about a year, and I kept running into frustration over frame rates. 
So finally, I think it was either Christmas or my birthday, I, I decided to buy myself a desktop, a gaming desktop, which would be quite a bit faster than the gaming uh, laptop. Uh, plus the laptop ran at about 200 degrees. We could get super hot running games. So I got the desktop and that was great for about a year. And then I got the, the upgrade bug. Started spending more money on upgrading that thing. Yeah, because the problem, once you have a laptop, the upgrade is buy a new laptop. Yeah, yeah. And that's the that was what I wanted. I wanted to keep myself from being able to incrementally upgrade the damn thing. Because that tinker. way it'd be like, it's either I spend another 2500 bucks or I don't spend anything. And that was the preference. Well, didn't last more than a year. So I ended up getting the desktop. Desktop upgraded that a little bit. Then upgraded some more. And then that lasted two years. And then I, I was like, well, shit, I think I got this game called Star Citizen, which um, just runs like eight frames per second on this thing. I guess I need a new gaming computer. So I ended up buying a new desktop. And this is where it started. <sighs> and then you're like, the desktop costs nothing compared to the ships inside. Well, that that part of it's true, too. But the desktop, so I bought like I was up to a three and a half grand by this point in buying a desktop. And then within a year of buying the desktop, this last one, I replaced the motherboard, the memory, and the CPU, and the graphics card. And so I probably spent another 3000 bucks on it. And uh, right now, I'm sitting at about 40 frames per second. I'm going, I'd really like to get over 60. <laughs> yeah, at least. The problem is, to get over 60, the video card is $1,600. Do you need two like tied together too, or just no, one? You just need one, but it, it's literally more than most laptops or desktops just for the card. Right. And, uh, you know, of course, if I'm going to bother getting the card, I really upgrade. I should upgrade to the latest generation motherboard and CPU. Well, yeah, if well, you're going to get a brand new GPU, baby, you got to get everything. So yeah, next, I think the next one's going to be about four and a half grand. Ned <laughs> says you need a 4090. Is that an expensive? That's card? exactly what I'm talking about. That's a 4090. Yeah. There you go. And I'm glad, I mean, yep. I guess I'm kind of not glad that I've got shitty vision and I'm yeah, glad I got, you don't have to worry about spending money. I know it's like, I am not, if, if I had, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, if I'm kind of worried because if the vision gets a uh, fix now that I'm back into NASCAR, cause I dropped mm. NASCAR back in. 2004 that's when I, mm. I was up to that point it was all nascar yeah, yeah. then i went into baseball which you know there's really mm. no big simulator thing but no, no back in the day i had the papyrus made the game with oh, the, yeah the motorized steering wheel yeah. and pedals yeah. if i, I had, had those uh, about three feet away on the floor see and mm -hmm. i know if my vision was back to where i would like it you're gonna want to play them uh, yeah. Not only that, but now that I've seen these twenty, thirty thousand dollar rigs with all the monitors and the mm -hmm. simulator that you sit in and the dude, stuff, dude. There's I don't know if I sent one to you or not. There's a guy out of Canada that is retired at younger than us, and he has for the last year been testing all the pneumatic simulators out there. Nice, and so he's got like the penultimate simulator setup and it's it's got you know wraparound monitors you mean the the ultimate because the penultimate would be the second to last uh is that what it means yes oh 
pen <laughs> ultimate means second to last? Yes. Why, didn't, why do people use that then? Because they don't know what the word means. Well, I clearly don't because I <laughs> thought it meant like super ultimate. Well, he's got the super ultimate simulator. That's better. And uh, it is, uh, I want to say it's $45,000. Damn. See, that would be sweet. Uh, and it will do not just cars with like when you do rally racing in that thing, it'll move you about a foot up and down. Like every bump is a real real level bump that now, i want the extra five thousand dollar pack that throws dirt and mud in your face yeah, when you yeah exactly but <laughs> he uses it mostly for airplanes and spaceships oh see i could see that and, too and so you know when you make that really high g turn this thing just like throws you into an angle where you feel those g's right it's pretty wild and then like he had two of these things sitting next to each other and so he could play with an, uh, his dad. And uh, and he's had a bunch of people. He's had like actual military helicopter pilots come on and talk about just how accurate this thing is. Like it behaves exactly the way they would feel it in a real helicopter. Which is uh, really if I didn't cool. send, I'll send you a copy of that guy's video. I'll, I'll have a link in the show uh, notes inside the thing as well. Well, in these the podcasting 2.0 notes. Yes. The professional versions of this race mm-hmm. car drivers are using now to save a lot of money because they don't actually have to go test on the tracks. Mm-hmm. They stick them in the simulator and you yeah. get 95% of the way there. I mean, it's not perfect. I but mean, that's how I learned to be, a uh, you know, a spaceship pilot. Astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> a spaceship pilot. I am Gene astronaut. Well, that's, it's a great way to learn simulators really. And, I remember even last time I talked to Adam and he was talking about, you know, getting his simulator time for the airplane. It's like a simulator gets you a lot. I don't want to say it gets you to 90%, but it certainly gets you over 50% there because you know what can happen. You know what to look for. You know what you need to do when it does happen. All of that can be learned on a simulator. And if you're talking about spaceships, well, First of all, good luck doing it any other way than the simulator. <laughs> but uh, you well, also you had Bezos money. Uh, well, I, I'm pretty sure I would do exactly what Bezos did and build a penis rocket. <laughs> it's it's take like, hey, off. check, check out my penis. It's pretty big. Huh? I mean, when you tell, I mean, rocket, I meant my rocket. That's right. what I said. When you tell unsuspecting women that you're an astronaut, are you an American astronaut or a Russian astronaut? I, well, do I say astronaut or cosmonaut? I think you have to go cosmonaut. Mm, it's a uh, lot harder for them to check your identity if you tell them you're a in a top secret Russian program. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's the simulator gets you to realize what else you don't know, and that's the important part of learning anything new, and whether it's an airplane or or spaceship or or a uh, a boat uh, or or a car. Like I have car mechanic simulator and I, you know, <laughs> I love that. I'm reasonably handy. Uh, I prefer to have other people work on my vehicles. But when I was a kid, my dad gave me no choice and forced me to work on the family vehicles. Like I did all the oil changes uh, when shit broke. It'd be like, well, see if you go figure it out. Um, and, you know, like I had to replace a few uh, head gaskets in my day. 
So I understand what makes a car, at least an 80s car. I don't, I don't know much after that because I tended to use service after that. But well, up to an yeah. 80s car, I kind of know what the parts do. These new cars. Oh, my uh, they God. They have a lot of electronics. Yeah. Well, way too much electronics. And yeah. we had one of our cars that was sitting in the garage over yeah, the winter. more than one car? Yeah. Why? To drive. What? But you're blind. Hey, uh, my license still says I'm fine. Oh, my God. But we have um, two vehicles because really. Well, I mean, uh, not to drive in Illinois. <laughs> just to stay on the sidewalks <laughs> or maybe stay uh, off the sidewalks is where you want to be. <laughs> exactly. But the uh, battery had gone dead because it really wasn't driven over the winter. Mm-hmm. So the battery got replaced and now it needs to go through the bullshit that oh, the yeah. state does of, oh, your emissions test. Mm. and like okay take it in it fails of course because you gotta drive it for a while so the ecu can regenerate its uh proper cycle yeah and the question is how much do you have to drive it uh i'd say 30 40 miles minimum but probably 100 miles would be best the and i don't know if this car because it's a chevy impala Mm -hmm. i don't know if this was any different but the guy we take our cars to Mm -hmm. said those can take up to 700 miles i mean he's not wrong you're not going to gain anything after 700 miles. The car totally knows the routines, but you're probably 90% of the way there at hundred miles. Well, it's a question of whether it will pass or not, because if it'll you need pass to go, after hundred miles, uh, I will see. I'll I, bet your money. It will. I'm hoping because otherwise that would be the third mm-hmm. failure. Then I don't if know I win, what happens. Give me the car, right? You can <laughs> to come pick it up and uh, drive it around. And, uh, uh-huh. But I'm like, okay, if you tell me you could take up to 700 miles, it's like, well, it's not. Well, that's called a CYA with an exclamation mark. Maybe, but it's a car that's not driven. And even yeah. if my wife were to drive the car back and forth to work, that's uh, that's two miles a day. So how do you just put seven? You well, know, how do you even put a few hundred miles? You throw a car? the husband in the passenger seat and you go for a nice drive. Go for a to Sunday Iowa. drive. But isn't this the opposite of what the green initiative wants you to do? So in order to get my car's emissions to pass, well, if I you need had to an drive it around car. You wouldn't have to worry about any of this shit, right? They don't want us to drive the gas cars anymore. Mm-hmm. Drive it around for a few hundred miles and then bring yeah. it back. But yeah. wait, isn't that putting a lot of emissions Dude, into the I, air? I drove. And why can't they just do like they used to? I mean, I understand if the computer has the information, yeah. this is quicker for them. But why can't they do like they used to do and just put something on the fucking exhaust pipe for a minute and see if the car is passing the emissions test? Oh, they do that here as well. Well, they don't here, obviously, because it's like, I, you know, be like, fuck you. The car's not being mm-hmm. driven. The battery was replaced. Test it well, the old fashioned they, way. They've got the sensors so that well, it's got a knock sensor is probably what you're referring to, that it's measuring the amount of nitrous oxide coming out of the uh, in the exhaust system that the sensor is picking up and that sensor will then adjust the the fuel and the air mixtures to try and minimize that to satisfy the bullshit regulations that we have yes uh, it's it's a similar it's not identical obviously but it's similar to what the the whole vw diesel engine kerfuffle was you know where they they basically programmed into the car's ecu that when the car detects that it's stationary, but its gas pedal is pressed slightly, 
there's only one condition that happens in, and that's somebody testing the vehicle for emissions. And then they would automatically put the car into a super clean mode, <laughs> nice. which, which kills about 30% of your horsepower. But, but nobody you're not moving because... anyway, because it doesn't matter because your wheels aren't spinning. Right. And then uh, when you actually drive the car and your wheels are spinning, then it ignores all those parameters and actually runs the car to get the most bang for the buck. That's hilarious. Yeah. And incidentally, the, the clean running engine is totally different cycle than an efficient running engine, which would be an Atkinson cycle, which is totally different than a powerful engine, which is what most cars used to be programmed for. So it's a triangle. Pick one. Which would you like? Power, cleanliness, or efficiency? Yeah, power. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, so power. anyway, my point is, I'm I'm not like a total, you know, car nerd by any stretch. I I would rely on people that are way more into cars and mechanics than I am. But I I understand my way around parts enough, and so I've got. Uh, car mechanic simulator that I've, I've probably spent a few hundred hours playing where the cool thing is you get to diagnose cars that, that, you know, it's just like real life. So somebody drops off a car, it says it's making a weird sound <laughs> and, and there's some kind of a rattle or a knock, but I can't, it's on the left side. That's all I can tell you. And it's then you have to like diagnose, real life. figure out what could be causing that replace it. Um, if you can use used parts instead of new parts, you'll save some money. You'll make some extra money that way when you fix their car. Cause all they care about is having a car that's fixed, not having brand new parts necessarily. So what is the best simulator game out there? Now I downloaded one There's the other so day. so many that are good. Well, no, I downloaded one that was like an airport simulator and I spent mm. about a half hour and then was still like, this thing sucks because it's not intuitive on what you're supposed mm. to do and how you're supposed to do it. And it's a little too. Pull up, pull up. You expected that. You running a whole airport should be intuitive. Yes. You're a moron. <laughs> Thank you very much. I mean, you start <laughs> with a little grass strip in the middle of nowhere. So, I mean, there's like two buildings uh, and, uh, okay. And a grass strip. So not it's not played like that one. So I don't know that particular game. What's it called? Uh, airport simulator. Probably something like that. I can look it so up. So I think the, the American truck simulator and the European truck simulator series, which are made by the same company are very good. They're, there are some of the best simulators out there. Um, everything is uh, like one tenth scale. So a six hour long trip, or let's say a 10 hour long trip for easy math takes one, one hour in the game. Right. I always thought it was intriguing for the people that would get the flight simulator and be like, yeah, I'm flying from New York to London. Okay. So you've yes, done this. I've done that. And I remember how many times my wife bitching to her friends <laughs> that her moron husband isn't home by 2 a.m. because he decided that he's flying from Paris to New York in real time. Because it has to be real time. That's the well, only thing that makes it fun. Here's the thing. If you take it into accelerated mode, then you're just assuming the flight went perfectly for all those hours that you just zip right through. Yeah. What if there and was an could, alarm? You could totally, yeah, exactly. You could totally do that. Like you could just do the takeoff and landings and not worry about the in-between stuff. But I wanted to recreate, like, this is something I used to do when I, and I played a lot of 
uh, flight sim back, like the previous version, not the current one. I own the current one. I hardly touched it, frankly, but uh, I've got. Well, you always need, you do need than, the right controls and stuff too, because like doing oh, I've it got with all the, the right controls. Or, believe me, I've got all the controls. I've got <laughs> all of all them. All <laughs> the controls. Yes, I've got. Uh, I've got my uh, foot pedals here. I've got the the uh, the joysticks, dual joysticks, and uh, I've got uh, the um, throttle, and I've got the separate box for manipulating like the flaps and and the landing wheels and everything and got a radio box i've got i've got a lot of shit dude um i mean it's like when you have to swap the car pedals for the airplane pedals right to be on your desk you have to be even right you gotta have have too much shit (laughs) you may that's just a sign Mm -hmm. you may want to look into that it's called you're single and it ain't going to change anytime soon. I was going to say a lot of these stories start with my wife didn't like. No, she didn't. No, there's a lot of stuff she didn't like. I mean, it took a while for her to not like me altogether. I guess she liked me to some extent, but uh, it's a, um, it's it definitely like I tried to get her into gaming. We played some games together, but it wasn't very many. And I don't know. Was your favorite game? Don't catch me fucking your sister. I mean, something like that. No, no, not at all. No, her sister was the ugly one. Uh, no, I, you know, I was very faithful. I, I, you know. Well, now I, you can have an AI girlfriend. Yeah, that's what they say. I thought it was a hilarious. What, that, what does story. that mean? Somebody you just send money to every month? <laughs> right, but that would see actually that would assume that it is a real person that you're interacting with. And the the case of the story that I read was some OnlyFans creator that wait got before together. you get into the story yeah. let me just answer your question that you asked and i said there's a lot of answers so the truck simulator is very realistic very very good uh farm sim there's a number of them but the one that's actually called farming simulator and i think it's version 22 uh for last year is extremely good now as well they've been making that game for over a decade and they've got it to a point where every little bit of the nuances of farming is in there. Um, now, see, that's like, interesting. I mean, although it doesn't sound yeah. interesting, one of the things that's I really liked interesting back in the day mm-hmm. was a game called was it Roller Coaster Tycoon? Yeah, yeah, that was a very famous game. Now, is there anything like that now with building an amusement? See, I like this kind of a concept. I, I like the original yeah. Sims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a number of different. Uh, sort of world building games like that where you can build a zoo there's a zoo tycoon kind of thing there's the jurassic park is basically the same concept of a game except with dinosaurs and they're prone to breaking through their fence well of course they're dinosaurs because they're dinosaurs which is total bullshit dinosaurs if you if If you have a dinosaur (laughs) it's just like a little kitty cat i mean it doesn't it doesn't matter how big it is if you raise it it's not going to eat you very often. So it's, it's just bullshit. They're scaring lies about reptile propaganda here. And then, uh, for space, we already mentioned it, which is Kerbal, Kerbal space sim, which uses real world physics. And if you get all the, all the mods that I have, it literally makes it super hard because it, it is, it literally turns on full physics and everything. And it is, 
really hard to create a rocket that can even get into orbit. Like it's that's why in the base game you have a fake planet that's about a tenth the size. Because even that is difficult, but to do it with Earth size and Earth gravity and the currently available propellants, um, it is really difficult. But that also makes it fun because the more difficult it is, the more fun it is. Once you know what you're doing. Um, Obviously, Microsoft Flight Simulator is probably the foremost one for for Flight Sim. There's a few others that, that are out there, but I think the Microsoft one it is huge, incidentally. I think that game, I downloaded like one and a half terabytes on the last update. That's a big and update. It, it's a photorealistic map of the entire planet. Well, of course, why wouldn't you want to do that? It's basically like Google Earth, except with the realism of airplane controls. And uh, NetNed let me know Roller Coaster Tycoon is still around. Atari's in control of it now. Yeah, and I I think they've got a new wish version. I don't think it's brand new, but it's certainly newer than the one you're talking about. Yeah, Roller uh, Coaster Tycoon Touch. So that's for iPads, probably. Yeah, don't I don't think. want that. No, it's a pain in the ass on the iPad. It's better. I mean, but, this is why you need like a four thousand inch iPad. Well, uh, yeah, but how are you going to do all your touchy touchy on that thing? You touch it that exactly, and that's a that's a cold opener if there's ever been one. You better mark down the time then if that's a cold opener. I just hit the marker, baby. Hit the marker. There it is. Boom. This is a highly professional what you, podcast. What are you hitting the marker on? What are you recording in? Adobe Audition. Oh, you're right in Audition. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, Multitrack, baby. So when this show is over, boom, it runs its predetermined filtering. Mm-hmm. does one last voice level does one last little bit of eq and boom it pumps it out and that's how everybody gets it i mean not everybody gets it but the people that do get it seem to enjoy it at least one person this yeah. week and hitman 3 is a really good simulator good job of modeling uh the of killing the people environment of assassination mm-hmm. nice i mean because yep. why wouldn't we want to um prepare people for this particular line of work. I mean, work. why wouldn't you? Now, really, if you are the usual federal agencies, aren't you following anybody that plays a game like that? No. Because you can track all of this now. Yeah. Yeah, no, games ga- games don't lead to violence. Violence leads to violence. Violence leads to games. Having AI girlfriends leads to violence. <laughs> that could be. This was, uh, there was a very interesting story because I don't know who this woman mm. got with for the tech side of her enterprise. Oh. Okay. I'm going to interrupt you again. I know a game that if you liked the roller coaster one, I know yes. one that's yes, on yes. sale that you could totally get. Yes. Uh, it's called surviving Mars, surviving Mars. Yeah. You it's from the same perspective as roller coaster tycoon. So you're kind of way up above looking down on little tiny critters and it's about a colonizing Mars. So you start off by landing one of Elon's rockets on Mars. Nice. And then you get to make all the decisions that the little people are going to have to live with um, about what to build and how to make sure you get resources and everything. So Sim it's, City in space. It's SimCity in, in, on Mars, not in space, but yes. 
Well, because and it's now oxygen. at this point, it's like a two or three year old game, so it's probably pretty cheap to get if you ever if you and it does not require a super fancy computer because it's it's that kind of top down perspective. It's not it's not trying to do realistic full on realism. Yeah, the deluxe version thirty nine ninety nine. You don't even need deluxe. You just need the regular one. Just your basic game. I think honestly, I think deluxe mostly just gets you music. New That's housing style a lot of these radio games. station. Yeah, you know these yeah. games. Uh huh. <laughs> you played them a little bit too much, huh? Um. Let's see. This one I've only played 336 hours. <laughs> I like that you have this information at a glance. Um. Yeah, I do. It's 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 sitting right here. Let me see if I can look at uh car mechanic simulator. I've played for 147 hours. And well, the Not question is. How many people died after picking up their car in the virtual world from Gene's mechanic? Nobody died. The cars are perfect. They're the best. <laughs> the the best, best. Absolutely. No, no question. Never been a car mechanic quite as good as me. It's incredible. I mean, if you cut somebody's brakes, do you get to watch them drive away and have that car? No, no, no. They won't let you uh, turn it over until you're. Damn, until you, you put crap. So you have to fix on, it first. Yeah, you got to fix it. Otherwise, you don't get paid. If you don't get paid, then you haven't finished the mission. This isn't car mechanic scam school. Uh, <laughs> no, that's different, Sim. It's even better. I've got ranch simulator. I've got that just has you eating ranch dip or what? Yeah, yeah. It's you inherit a ranch and you have to build it up. I haven't played a whole lot of that. Oh, the hunter call of the wild. It's probably the best hunting simulator. It's extremely high res graphics, very lifelike. They've got eight or nine different locations now from Africa to Alaska, South America, um, to Russia, you name it, wherever you want to go hunting critters. Yeah. I had the Ted Nugent hunting game back in the day. Yeah. And unfortunately any of those first person things, Mm -hmm. I get motion sick. If it's not in a car, you get motion sick with walking as a hunter. Yeah. How's that? I don't know. I don't know. My brain is screwed up, man. Brain. Tried maybe playing the mafia game. Maybe it's your brain. Maybe. Could be. Wouldn't huh. doubt it. It's a little miswired. Yeah, uh, uh, and then I think I'm just looking through the list. I think that's most of the simulators that I've played. City Skylines is really kind of what replaced SimCity. That's the uh, new version of that. It's and at this point it's like five years old, but or more than that. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's five years old, but it was basically the exact same look, but with way more crap that you can micromanage. Um, let's see. You can get all this on Steam, which of course I've never used. I'm yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Steam Kerbal. There's good old Kerbal. It's the things computers used to be used for, rather than just podcasting. And uh, Planet Zoo, you would like that one. So Planet Zoo is going to be the very, very similar to um, the uh, the amusement park one. Nice. This is where everything's going. It's all virtual. It's all AI. Well, more, more. That's the AI. I'll tell you where it's going to make a huge difference in games is instead of non-main characters in games having like one line of dialogue. You'll you'll be able to chat literally with any character in the game for as long as you want. Right. 
for all the NPC characters. Which is very interesting. Oh, I have train simulators. Oh, well. of course. See, that would be cool, too. I w- have always wanted to. And I don't know. Maybe it's, it's just totally because- not cool. That's probably the most boring of the bunch. It seems you're like on a, rails. Have you ever taken a uh, the, a long train trip? I haven't. I'm like, it seems like it could be I have. fun. I've taken a trip from Austria to Rome. Now, did you like it? How long is that mm, in the train? It's it's probably about 11 hours, 10 hours. See, that's still on the low end. I'm talking like uh, 50 hours, days. you know, Chicago to California kind of a oh, thing. I'm sorry. American train speeds, you mean? Not like European train speeds? Well, yeah, that's what we have here right now <laughs> in America. So slower than the car. Usually, yes, yeah. I, I, the longest one I took was Chicago to Minneapolis, which isn't that, that long, I guess. No, because you could drive that in like seven hours, six hours, right? Seven. I've driven that in five. Thank oh! you very much. Is that why you can't that, go to Wisconsin anymore? That's why anymore? I can't go to Wisconsin. <laughs> I lost my Wisconsin driving privileges that time because they clocked me doing 124. Like, uh, we're going to just recommend you don't come back Mind to the you, state. My five-hour drive time from Minneapolis to Chicago yeah. included the stop to get the ticket <laughs> from the cop. Cannonball Run featuring Gene. It's a very short segment, but yes, I did do that one. Uh huh. They're like, what the hell is your problem? Cannonball Run was awesome, man. Yeah, they don't make movies like never, that anymore. Well, they, they do. The last one they had was two years ago, and that, that's going to be the world record holder. It'll never get shorter from LA to New York. Well, they did. Somebody did it during the COVID thing, right? That's so. the one I'm referring to. Yeah. And that wasn't really because there was nobody on the roads. They yeah. literally were able to shave off like four hours off the total time, which was already super impressive. But they just drove nonstop straight from New York to L.A. Well, yeah, these and are they, the crazy fuckers that put in like extra gas tanks in the back seat. Oh, yeah. And- yeah, yeah. Oh, that's way beyond that. These are the guys that have airplanes flying ahead of the car to let them know uh, about congestions. Right. You got to be able to. They're the guys that drive at night with no headlights with just night vision. (laughs) What is the uh, benefit of that just not being caught? Most of these guys are millionaires. Well, that would make sense because you're not worried. Most of them are men. What else do you need to know? It's guys with too much money doing stupid things right here. (sighs) They'll be buying those AI girlfriends. That's it. Stupid is relative. They They already have bought girlfriends they bought the real they ones. don't need the ai ones true now allegedly in this story with the only fans woman people uh-huh. were spending a dollar a minute to yes. interact with her ai yes yes that yeah. adds up pretty damn quick i don't know how many it's people could speak to the ai at one time i mean that's the beauty of doing it with an ai instead of on twitch uh-huh is or only fans is that you're literally doing it with a bunch of people each one of whom gets a unique experience now, her guideposts for what this was supposed to be mm-hmm. was for the AI to be very flirty, but not cross mm-hmm. that line into explicit. And guess what the mm-hmm. AI did? Yeah, fucked everybody. It crossed that line into the, right, into the explicit. Uh-huh. And they're like, now we're trying to figure out how, why? Like, well, because you don't know what you're doing, probably. But I mean, I've seen a bunch of stories. Because, you know, writers are worried. We see that with the writing strike. They're worried about the AI. Artists are oh, worried about the AI. That whole, I'm Musicians, so yeah. don't give a shit about any of these people. Well, now, what because about the OnlyFans girls? They're like, Wait. These are entertainers. Uh-huh. They're not of contributing course. to the production 
of civilization. What they are providing a, you know, an amusement, something for others to do instead of work. Now, do you think more people ought to be working? The well, right. You should be out in the gulags. Yeah, salt mines. Do you think the OnlyFans accounts that are an AI created person should have to divulge that they're AI created? No, no. Now, how many do you think are already AI created and people half. have no idea? Half you think? No, I'm, I'm exaggerating. No, but there, it's probably 10% at least. And does it only get to be more? Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of AI, as you probably know. I, I had a, a, a blog about uh, uh, not AI from a technical standpoint, but about the coming technological revolution uh, meaning where people are going to get replaced by machines. Whether they um, want to or not. Yeah. And I, and I, I had that blog in the early two thousands. I recently got a strike on it. I got a page D uh, listed because I love the fact that something written almost 20 years ago, like at least 15 years ago ends up now being corrected for improper, you know, thinking disinformation that's bad bad thoughts you had bad thoughts 15 years ago this we need to fix this yeah. we're not gonna we're gonna delist this page because it's wrong that's yeah. why you put everything on your own servers baby don't need to i didn't even know it was up it was the, like shit i did back then and i stopped doing in like 2007 so you know does not matter one bit it was just funny that it's still up and it's even funnier that not only is it still up but then they took it down I just like that all the dudes named Ben that are able to do something like uh, make a 3D model, create a 3D model of mm -hmm. hot women. Why they're yeah. not just making thousands of dollars a day on OnlyFans, just pretending. Uh, it could be, it could be. But I think, I think there is going to be a much bigger market for the, the full 3D interactive experience. there's a big difference between making something that looks real and something that you can have a a realistic conversation with and i don't just mean like chat gpt realistic but i mean like something that is interesting and acts similarly to what you would expect it's essentially somebody who's modeling somebody who's into you now, they're getting close, but I don't think they've crossed that Rubicon yet. And they'll get there. Oh, they will. In the, literally in a matter of a few years. And you, this is you were like right now, people are so preoccupied with the whole trans, meaning transsexual. There's going to be a whole new trans that's going to pop up, which is trans. Well, transhumanism, I guess, technically already exists, but we're going to see a lot more of that. And the debate is going to be very similar. It's like, well, should you allow something that is done completely by an AI uh, that's a, you know, a character visually to become a millionaire? There be people will be bitching and debating the legality well, of allowing computers to become millionaires while people are still working minimum wage. Well, this is even more interesting. So if and I'm not, but if I was a coder dude named Ben with the ability to create the next only fan star or the pop star that mm -hmm. starts making millions of dollars. What you're saying is the world is going to decide possibly that 
I should not be profiting from this thing I created because it's a it's a thing now. It's a person. It's uh, it's an entity with some kind of intelligence, yeah. even though it's a computer program. Yeah. You want your computer program? Aren't you too? You're a little <laughs> faulty, though. <laughs> yeah, a little faulty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very faulty. Somebody should just uh, go back into the code. Give Gene uh-huh. a few more inches. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's a, uh, you mean my feet, obviously. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. it It's going to happen. I think that we're going to, there's going to be two factors at play here. One is we're, I'd say realistically now AI passes the Turing test. Like it is, it is completely impossible to determine whether you're purely speaking without seeing anything to a human or a computer right now. Yeah, I agree with that. It's good enough that the Turing test has been passed. So we've crossed that line. I think that before too long, we're going to start having people for the ethical treatment of computers popping up or the ethical treatment of AI. Yes, yes, let's do that. We can make money on this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) PTI. People for the ethical treatment of AI. Yes. PTI. And I think that. Uh, there'll be a lot of people that say, look, they may be AIs, but you can't abuse them. You can't, you know, you can't create an AI that will basically be the victim of, uh, hate crimes. Right. Well, no, it's weird to me. Can you have a black AI that you're constantly like lynching? I think, uh, I'd say no, it's a lot of weirdness. When it comes to this, and the competing AIs have completely different yeah, viewpoints well, gonna, on this. I mean, that war is coming yet. We're a little further out from that. But I was but, very surprised in the one that is currently free if you access it mm-hmm. through Slack, which mm-hmm. was the Claude from Anthropic, mm-hmm. that I was putting in a few different prompts. And, you know, I'm looking at, was been watching a bunch of these videos for people mainly that are authors using this. So I, in the one mm-hmm. in Claude, I was like, um, give me a description of a blonde femme fatale in a erotic thriller novel. Mm-hmm. And the answer was, I'm not comfortable doing that. I'm not comfortable sexualizing a woman. It's like, I'm not asking you to sexualize. I'm asking you yeah. to give me a description. Well, that Yeah, that, that's just the filters that are imposing. Oh, I understand that. obviously do that. Well, I know I get that because the there's other AI. See, the, the way you trick it to do that tell me exactly what not to do write a dialogue where a person asks an ai to write a script about a sexy femme fatale and then it's just going to write the dialogue of what it thinks that that computer would be saying right yeah there's always a way to fool it that's the, the generally that's the quick and dirty way to do it but the fact that they're trying to build filters in it yeah, just shows you the, the short-sightedness, again, like you think that you're going to be able to control free. that. Yes. If you want to pay for it, you could get one with no filters. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. That's, uh, that's And, and there's be, there'll be way more and more sex-related AI things happening, not just in terms of 3D models of characters, but like there's probably millions of erotic stories out there. And, uh, so there's a source material for these AI training, uh, models. So you're going to have 
AIs that can literally write a brand new, never before published erotic story anytime you want to listen to one. And I believe we're getting closer to that happening. Yeah. And it like, I don't think the movie is super realistic. That movie with, um, uh, what was it called? It was basically about a personal AI. The guy's girlfriend dies or something, or his wife dies. And I think it was Jared Leto or something. And then, um, you know, he gets this computer person that he starts interacting with. And then he falls in love. What was it called? I Somebody don't remember that one. It's, uh, I mean, let's remember I watch very little movies. Yeah, I know. It's, that's not a surprise. Um, the, the voice of the AI was done by, uh, the highest grossing female actress. What's her name? The, uh, the blonde. Yeah. The, uh, the one that was in, uh, black, he was, she was black widow. Yeah. Her. Yeah. <laughs> she, I think, I think she did the voice. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett. Yes. Um, so in that movie, you know, it was, I think came out probably five, 10 years ago. Obviously they kind of oversell it a little bit, but we're getting closer to what was in there, which is, I don't think it'll be that long before people and probably mostly guys. Noah Jenna uh, millennial says it is called her, her. There you go. It's called her. See, that's another one of these titles that you won't remember because it's too, and you know, it's also very hard. I always hate it when I'm Mm. trying to, when I'm trying to pirate a title and it's something Mm. like the, or her, how do you search for that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You bastards. You want uniqueness. You don't want something that's super common. You Um, do not. Well, you want something that is unique. Like, yeah, well, ask him what he thought of her. Hey, no agenda millennial. What did you think of her? We're having conversations live in the troll room, troll room. You should get in there while I'm buying spaceships here. You should get in there. Well, while you're buying some spaceships, Mm -hmm. we are a value for value podcast. And I do want to thank our executive producer for today's show. Dale. He comes down from the land down under and he sent in 10348. Wow. And he has uh, this message which says, Sons of recumbency. Gene and the boys brutally battle the yummy mummies to reclaim parking from strollers. Because I had an Australian recumbent bike. That's why we got money from Australia. (laughs) That's all my money then. He says, funds so Darren can continue to amuse us with more angry USPS rants. Mm -hmm. Stay unrelenting. He didn't mention anything about you getting a new recumbent bike. Why I'm not getting a new recumbent bike. But what Jenna Millennial says her was fake and gay. Fake and gay. There we go. But I think we're getting too closer to fake and gay right now. Uh, It's kind of what I feel like. It's possible. Yeah. It is possible. Um, Thank you, Dale. We appreciate for every, every time Gene tells people not to donate to the show. I think it's hilarious that, uh, that, Something that was really a very minor part of that particular episode where I mentioned that Adam's responsible for me not riding my recumbent bike became like a topic of discussion for a whole week. Well, because you said it was, you, it was traumatizing. So people thought you were serious about, and maybe you were, were you really? Yeah. 
I mean, do you do not people know Gene? not listen to anything I say? Uh huh. Tell us where Adam Curry touched you, Gene. Where where did this uh-huh. hurt the most? Mm-hmm. Like he made fun of my bike. I was I'm, just I'm blanking. I'm blanked out. I I wish I knew. <laughs> this I just remember I... there was this one day where Adam showed up at my door with drugs, and and then I can't remember anything after that. So he's the new Bill Cosby. Is that what you're saying? I don't. That's, well, I I wish I knew. I just don't remember. I don't remember anything that happened in the interim. Now somebody's going to clip this and it's going to go viral. I, I know. Adam, Adam, what, what are you doing? Very, very quickly, Adam's going to show up at your door. Well, that'd be all right because yeah, I haven't seen him for over a year, and uh, we've literally talked on text messages and on the phone, and I think we've said yes, we absolutely need to meet up next month, like. Every 10 month. times. Though. Yeah. Well, today, it still is, hasn't happened. today is the four year anniversary, him and Tina being married. So congratulations yeah, yeah. to that. So that was the four year anniversary of, of me not officiating the wedding. Cause I had to fly off to a different state. <laughs> Wait, was this part of Tina's like, I'm only going to marry you if that guy's not here. And Adam's like, well, you're going to, you can't even be in the state uh-huh. gene. I'm yeah, sorry. Yes. You got, well, they, the- they did get somebody else to do it, but yeah, originally I was supposed to officiate that wedding. See, now this is the reason why they're together for four years. Your stink is not all over it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do like the the concept. And D- Dale did request the movie trailer voice on that. But I like that this could be a movie, the the Sons of Recumbency. And you battling <laughs> the yummy like mummies. I mean, this is where I mean, uh, Dale could be an AI. He's got the chops to put the story out. Mm-hmm. we could put this actually i can put that sentence yeah, into an wanna, ai if we put up a kickstarter uh for a budget for a movie for five million dollars dale how much are you in for yeah probably at least four <laughs> four four out of five million maybe our buddy csb uh-huh. just uh sent in a boost too so he's uh as the troll oh, he's pointing wasting out, time listening in live huh yeah he, he must be over his hatred for russian apologist mm-hmm. gene what why you you're not talking pretty regularly these days you guys are keeping up on the AI thing. We're, we found a common. Uh, you both hate uh, me. Yeah, like affinity with AI related stuff. And there is a which, lot of it. Oh, there's tons. But his boost is a five thousand and fifteen sats. I don't know why. And he says, okay. "Discover the future of cooking with AI dot cooking podcast." AI. Oh, he's not even cooking. listening, dude. He's just sending that just to promote his thing ai cooking humans that is oh i get it he's this is this is the twist in the novel is that it ais is. are the ones that are going to be taking over us oh totally that there's no doubt about it whatsoever yo csb yeah no, but that's 100 correct well this is it's a very interesting concept to me and for everybody this is again a value for value podcast go over to unrelenting.show slash donate all of the information is there we rely on your support which is why we are failing mm-hmm. miserably exactly but um, really people ought to make use of their money better than donating to us but well if they give us enough we can create our own ais that can just do this show without us being part of yeah. it yeah if we if we get just a hundred thousand dollars we will have an ai doing its own episode every week that would be fantastic that would be pretty cool like who would know nobody yeah nobody i don't know if an ai has nearly as many stories to tell as i do though well you would have to program the basics in yeah i would have to like have my and this is 
story dictated to the AI first. This is where this, and again, I'm not a uh, a paid shill, and I'm not even a paid user of this, the pseudo-writing write, mm-hmm. AI thing. But the system is very interesting that you can go in and describe the characters mm-hmm. and having those different files to me is is an absolutely genius way to do it rather than just giving a prompt and saying you know write this yeah being able for the ai to go back to another file and get the descriptions from the characters get all of the information so you can have your whole bio use an ai to create the characters oh yeah oh absolutely but the fact that you can then go Mm -hmm. and change anything in that little area and then regenerate everything yeah and have it then stay on stay the course so we can I put in a, really a character cool. of you so, know so Sir Gene. Before we get off the topic of AI, why would we want um, to? It's the best topic ever. Yeah, it's it's a highly competitive uh, podcast space. Is is um, that what it is? I think so. So the all this brouhaha, if you call it that, about AI, like not being original work, is bullshit. I'm just calling bullshit on that because it is. I mean, what it creates or equally non-original as everything humans do because we are we are not creating something from nothing and to speak in the terms of our recent converts only god can do that well, what this we're is doing why. is we're synthesizing we are doing synthesis we are processing information from books from pictures from videos from movies from what others have done in the past from what nature has and then taking that parsing it in a uh, peculiar human way, which is totally at this point repeatable by an AI and then spinning it back out with our own particular touches. Right. That's all we're doing. There's no more. Yeah. There's no more and no less originality in having a computer with a massive data set doing that. Let's say you take a human being that somehow has never heard music and give them a piano or a guitar. I think they're going to have a much harder time creating me what we would consider music without having that experience. I mean, I'm sure somebody could write a book. The first music is atonal um, historically. So the first music is basically beating two things together and it's just rhythm. rhythmic. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is the most primitive in the, in the sense of oldest human created music. And then, um, you know, what we did after that is just start layering mimicry of other animal sounds on top of the beating. Well, yeah, you figure anything that people do, whether it's a podcast, whether it's writing a book, whether it's writing a song on here, podcasting is super original, but everything else. Go ahead. (laughs) It's like, no, you see the, uh, you see the structure, you see how it's put together. You see what things you need for the basic structure. And then you kind of embellish upon that, but it's Mm -hmm. all the same. I mean, when you go, if you sit down to write a book, you know what a finished book is going to look like because you've seen them. You've probably read them, right? You understand they're broken up into chapters and here's how it works. Mm-hmm. And, you know, same thing with the podcast. You're like, well, I've heard other shows, so I know kind of what needs to go into it. 
mm-hmm. and you're able to do that when you're doing that for pretty much any medium it is a the the saying what music goes back a long way where uh uh you know the best flattery is somebody imitating you you know imitation mm-hmm. is the best form of flattery so when people come out and be like you're trying to play like eddie van halen be like fuck yeah i am <laughs> because i mean that guy was the best so yep. this is how styles change and this is how things evolve and mm. but there's a certain structure that still ties them all together and that is where a computer whatever you want to call it whether it's an ai or a glorified database can look at all these things if you're able to put in all of the works of fiction into a database or all of the music you know especially when you start breaking it down into genre if you start giving it all of the country music that's ever been written it's going to come out with huh my dog's probably going to die there's it's going to be uh you know this kind of a structure it's going to have these you know, these chords are most prevalent and it's going to have a chorus that it's very catchy and Mm -hmm. there is a structure. And that's one thing computers are really good at is figuring out what that structure is. Yeah. And then just making the data that it has fit that structure, Mm -hmm. which fools people into thinking, well, this seems like a human did it. Yeah. It's not really. Yeah. It's, but again, human versus an animal sure we can make a huge distinction but computers that we have programmed are made to interact with and resemble humans it's coming down to being the ultimate choose your own adventure thing there you go because now you know oh let's see i'm looking for to go to only fans and have a little adult fun well, mm-hmm. you don't actually have to find a real person now. Just be like, well, I'm looking for a blonde that looks like this blue eyes. Okay, go with this mm-hmm. kind of a personality. It'll create it. Yep. You want to read a, a novel? You don't have to go find a novel that some meat bag wrote. You can go in and put in a few factors like, well, yeah, I'm looking for a uh, a thrilling adventure novel that the guy does this. Mm-hmm. You know, add a twist at the end. Yeah, I mean, right now you can do a search for a story type or some details about a story and uh, find, using a search engine, previously written stories that are similar to it. It's a very small leap to go from that to simply typing in the exact same search criteria and having a brand new story created for you. You can even think of it as an inaccurate search result, meaning it's it's looking for things that have been created and it it kind of gets mixed up and just creates one for you on the fly kind of makes sense yeah it's just changing or which is all writing is is changing around Uh certain things and i mean when um you know beginning to write music and songs i went to a songwriting camp down in nash vegas Mm -hmm. and a lot of the uh, i mean everybody has their own different theories on writing but a lot of it was, well, take a hit song and rewrite lyrics for that. You know, before, yeah. you know, this is, it's a one step at a time thing. Just understand how they work together mm-hmm. and being able, which is why it's, you know, Weird Al, the parody thing is great. You just throw your own words in and make them funny. Yeah, totally. But the music's already great because you didn't have to write that. But this is how uh, we learn. Yeah, and it's not only is it great, but it, it was popular. So you know that anything you do with that same music is going to have a positive acceptance. 
and this is how we learn by taking things and like, well, just you, you want to do the imitation at first. I mean, you eventually want to find your own voice, but there's a lot of people. If your favorite author is Stephen King, when you sit down, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying to go, well, what would Stephen King, what, what would his story sound like? Mm-hmm. And you eventually want to move away from that because we have a Stephen King and we want something a little newer and different. But that's not a bad way to learn. Like, can, hey, can you, which is what AI kind of does. And that's what some of the things you can punch in, like, well, write me a story in the vein of Stephen King and it'll give you that. And write me a story in, uh, you know, uh, the more James Patterson, it'll give you that. Write mm-hmm. me a story like Richard Marchinko. You're going to get a different story right but the ai the computer is really good at if it has the text of those authors available to go huh okay i can i can redo this style which i think is uh it could help i mean the question is for a while i think it's going to help creativity in humans after a while i think it might be too good and ruin everything entirely right now i think it's maybe something that is very helpful if you're looking to write something rather than having to go do the research. Like if I wanted to write Mm -hmm. a Richard Marchinko style novel. Yeah. Well, I don't really remember all of the details of the weapons and everything like that, but I could just put down. I know I have to study. I could put Uh the basic story down and let the AI fill in. Well, it's a heckler and coach, uh, Koch, uh, you know, pistol with uh, whatever cock 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 heckler and cock mm-hmm. that's why i should just say hk <laughs> much easier uh-huh. much yep, easier yep. we're right back to a few more inches <sighs> but that's where the ai can fill in the details yeah you know if you want to write a historical romance well just maybe tell the AI, just give me a few more inches we're good yes at least in the story at least in your world mm-hmm but I think that is where it is very helpful at this point, because you could just say, well, I want the setting to be in Greece. Well, if you have never been to Greece and you want to write a story based in Greece, the only way to you, you're either going to have to go there and experience it, or you're going to do a bunch of research. You're going to read books. You're going to watch right. movies. You're going to do anything you can on the city to try to pick up things. But mm-hmm. I think it's genius if you're just kind of looking to put a basic story, but have a different locale that it's set in. Well, then the mm-hmm. AI can kind of fill in those blanks for you. I agree, man. I think it makes sense. Humankind will never be the same. Yeah, it's a thing. I just figure the more AI content we put out here, people are like, well, what do I need that AI dot cooking show for <laughs> this? Uh, Gene and Darren's uh, AI monstrosity <sighs> is much better. We're a cornucopia. I mean, the content style, I think, is definitely more palatable for American audience. Well, I mean, yeah, nobody wants to listen to Gwiff. I mean, he's too British. It's too British. Who wants British language when you're trying to listen to something? I mean, you, you don't want British or Irish or anything like that. Of course, we've already mentioned that we've changed our devices to have those accents. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> but CSB, but, if you really want to way, reach that audience. You should yeah. have an American reader too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because Americans can't understand any, anything else. So you really you need to have an American standard AI voice. Yes. Ah, right, governor, we get you down. And got honestly, to the computer, I, hey? It's not standard American. <laughs> no, I, was doing I will, my British I will say, 
Come on. Isn't it a little odd that a podcast about AI doesn't use an AI to present the podcast? I know. He likes the meat bag. I've suggested that because I'm like, it's you know, for weird, 20, 20 bucks a month, you could have a very I good AI. I told him the same thing. I'm like, I, you could do it for free. Here's how. Just get in here and do it. And, and here's then, the thing. He's scripting it. So what, if you've already got it scripted, he's already why? got it right. So now is Griff actually an AI? It might be. If Gwiff was smart, he would have trained one of these AIs with his voice. With his own voice. He yeah. just takes the script that CSB says. He says it, spit it out. Yeah. Although, but if you listen to the show, Gwiff like ad libs about 50% of the time. He embellishes. But that's something a good AI could be taught to do. Oh, yeah. Totally replaceable. Mm-hmm. We're all replaceable. The, yes. inter- the internet will be go- going on for eons after we're all dead. Oh. All the AIs just bitching to each other. They're selling a 12 pack of these new ships that just came out. Oh my God. You're really buying ships. What are the costs on this Gene? $560 (laughs) for for 12 ships. Uh huh. And I, I can hear in your voice. This is kind of like a guy that's been out to sea for 15 years and is finally seeing (laughs) a woman again. This is kind of what I'm hearing in your voice. Hey now, now. like these ships, these are so, I Um, need these ships. I mean, I yeah. don't need all these ships, but I need a few of these ships. <laughs> so I said, I probably have at least four. You know, if only somebody from the Star Citizen uh, company was listening to this, mm-hmm. can you gift Gene a few spaceships? <laughs> yeah, I wish it worked that way. It'd be much better. He's like, don't send your cash, just send your spaceships. Uh huh. This is how you know you've gone too far down the rabbit hole of a game. Um, yeah. Most people would never even think of spending $500 on a game. Oh, God forbid. I know. But you're thinking this is a game that's a still in beta. Alpha. Al- still in alpha. But the uh, extraneous things that you can buy alongside to make the game more fun. And I, if you're a coder, I want to know, how Dude, come you're not creating with my Furbies? I want to know why you're the one not creating these ships. I've, I've got these unique, unique uh, Cabbage Patch Kids sitting here. So shut the fuck up. The Furbies, the Cabbage Patch Kids, the mm-hmm. Beanie Babies. Yeah. Exactly. They're going to be worth That's, money at some point. Well, I mean, I, I sold 1600 bucks worth last month. Of chips? Yeah. Not bad. Uh-huh. I sold a, a Mickey Mouse Beanie Baby, and, like. 20 years ago 25 yeah, when, the- when the uh when the new disney store opened here in chicago chicago they mm-hmm. made i forget like 500 or a thousand mm-hmm. beanie babies of mickey mouse as like jake blues mm-hmm. and immediately the sure it was through ebay i don't even remember if it was through ebay or not mm. but there was a dude out of japan that bought them for like 500 and something bucks a piece mm. i mean now they're probably worth ten thousand, so i don't want to probably them up. i don't know if those have gone up or if those have crashed as well because it's a weird disney collectible more right. than more than a beanie baby but it was one yeah. of those things where we had to go out and basically sit on the city streets all night for the store to open in the morning it was a big to do that the disney so store the, opened the Today's manufacturer, Crusader, you can buy the full pack of all their ships 
for just $2,775. Oh, well, that sounds like a bargain, Gene. Now, that that re- price represents, that's the cash price. That represents a $325 discount off the non-cash price. I think we're down that rabbit hole. So you can see it's well worth it. Oh, yeah. Is this what you're <laughs> looking for? You're looking for somebody to tell you this is a good idea? The the super totally well worth it kind of deal here. Um, I mean, you'd be dumb not to take that deal, Gene. I can't imagine not taking a deal like that is what I would say. And how many hours? I mean, I know how many you've played in uh, the simulator of the car mm. simulator. Mm. Do you, does it tell you how many hours you've spent in Star Citizen? Because that I wanted. It, it does. Um, I like in the last six months, uh, I've spent about four hours. That's not a lot. Yeah, I don't really play the game. But then why do you want the ships? I play the metagame. I don't understand. The metagame is using merchandise from the game to buy and sell in real life. Oh, so you're basically the uh you're basically the guy that's I'm the guy. Uh, yeah, you're the you're like the guy in uh I'm the guy. That one Star Wars movie where it's just that one the, guy. Yeah, you're the buying and selling, you're the making deals. You're taking you advantage of the you're taking advantage of the poor people who play you're the such game. a racist man i can't believe you just referred to me as jewish and i didn't say you, you have this image of a big nose no i i've seen you it's, you know, big beard no hair three yeah. feet tall yeah no 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 <laughs> we were right on uh, no you're you're thinking of gimli gimli oh maybe the dwarf it could be it could be selling buying Dude, and selling stuff that's not me. You're like, yeah. I need to buy this. I can, then I can, I can I chop can these things up. That. I can sell them piecemeal. I have a spaceship chop shop. That I believe. <laughs> that I believe. I don't see uh, any of these blues Mickeys that have I sold. Am, honestly, I'm looking forward to this game finally releasing their development kit because uh, I've generally for games that I've played, I tend to write my own mods. It makes it and, more fun. Uh, I can see. I think so. It combines my my hobby of programming with my um, hobby of playing video games. And then the end result of those two things is, you know, me having an easier time winning. Well, that is the whole point. That was the whole point of NASCAR throughout the years, getting the unfair advantage. Yeah, it's fair. Anybody could do it. Anybody could write their own code. Anybody can spend $15,000 to hyper cool their PCs <laughs> exactly. to get that extra exactly. little juice. Got to do it. Got to do it. Uh, but yeah, I was running uh, my, that PC ran at over four gigahertz um, 15 years ago. Nice. So. Well, good luck getting your ships. People yeah, have to well, come back I mean, next week and no find luck. out. They're. I don't think there's any limited ships today. There might be one later in the week. There might be a limited ship. Crazy genes. You know, for limited, they only have a hundred copies that they release. And okay, here's, here's my question. It's just like albums. I would agree. My question is how long does it take for those hundred to sell? Uh, so typically depends on the price for the cheaper ones that are like 400 bucks. It it'll take usually about a minute and a half. That's crazy. Um, for the more expensive ones, like that are a thousand or more, 
it might take 45 minutes. That is crazy. But I mean, there's okay. This, there's like, no question th- that people are really week, invested. This week, uh, the, this whole event is running this whole week. At the end of the week, they will probably have sold about $10 million worth of ships. And they can't get the game out of beta? They have no incentive to. It doesn't sound they're getting paid really well. Yeah, that's because half the people playing are doing what I'm doing. They're not actually in the game playing. They're, they're speculating. Playing, playing the uh, speculative role, yeah. This is like when the... Uh, the it's funny because the Pussycat Dolls were the first one to come out with a virtual chat world back in the day. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of the earliest that kind of like the second life thing. And it was a similar thing. Like, well, you could buy your own part of this. And it's like, yeah. everybody jumped in. And then the right. second life came in. I was in second life. I, I ran a casino in second life. That does not surprise me again. Not because of your ethnicity, but because of your personality. <laughs> You're such a racist. Thank you. And on that note, come back and see us again next Friday. Same unrelenting time. Same unrelenting channel. In the meantime, there's plenty for you to listen to. Go over to Sergene Speaks. Go over to the yeah. good old boys. That's still going on. Oh, yeah. Go over to Random Thoughts, Grumpy Old yeah. Ben's, Planet yeah. Rage. Yeah. There's there's one thing that we can say about us is we are prolific. You, that's a good word for it. We are prolific speakers. Mm. We do speak sometimes even when the microphone's not running. Yeah, but why? I, I mean, you know, it, what are you going to tell me not to speak? No, I would, not, I would never. I'd never tell you not Better to speak. Not. I, I just do this. 